Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the Ugly American Werewolf in London Rock Podcast with your hosts, the Wolf and Action Jackson, who are keeping rock alive by talking classic rock, hard rock, progressive rock, heavy metal, 80s music, early MTV, UK vs. US chart success, and much more. This is the home of classic album and live concert reviews and your place for interviews with artists and legends. You're rocking with the Wolf. Hey out there, rock and rollers. Welcome to the 170th episode of the Ugly American Werewolf in London Rock Podcast. Brought to you by me, your host, Mac B. The Wolf. And I will be joined, as always, by my partner in crime from the East Coast of the United States of America, Gary Action Jackson. And we appreciate you checking out our last two episodes. 169 was on David Gilmore's second solo album, About Face, as it turns 40. And 168 was on Pink Floyd's The Division Bell as it turns 30. Hard to believe it's been 30 years since then. But you Prague and Pink Floyd fans will want to check those out if you haven't already, along with our other eight or so Pink Floyd-related shows. But this week, we're going to do a live concert review. And it's on two bands that were huge in the 80s when Jackson and I were growing up. And that's Toto and Journey. As Journey are on their 50th anniversary tour, celebrating their legacy, with Toto opening up for them. Now, Toto's Toto 4 was one of the first tapes I ever got. Africa and Rosanna were huge in 82 and 83 when I was a kid and just starting to buy my first cassettes. And I'd always wanted to see them. And Journey were enormous throughout the 80s. Stadium tours, huge albums, soundtracks. You couldn't get away from them. Like You better like Journey because if you don't, you're still going to get a ton of them. Now, I'd seen Journey before, but I'd never seen Toto. And because I had indoctrinated my child, the wolf cub, into Toto, she really wanted to see them as well. I was going to skip this concert, as you'll hear about on the show, but we ended up going, really for her benefit, because I want her to see these bands while she still can, while they're around, while I can take her. I want to get this rock and roll into her, get her into the rhythm of going to shows, the importance of seeing these bands live and enjoying the songs that we've all loved for years. I'd seen Journey Before with Arnell Pineda, their lead singer who basically took over in 2008 or so. He's done an amazing job helping resurrect Journey and keeping them on tour and in the public eye. The lineup still includes... Founding member Neil Sean on guitar and Jonathan Kane 
on the piano. But there have been some lineup changes, and we'll talk about that on the show. You'll have to listen to the whole show to hear what I thought about both bands. Suffice to say, one band I really enjoyed, one I thought was just okay. And I'm not going to tell you which now. But at the end of the night, it was still a fun night for my family. A great way for me to continue to keep rock alive, at least in my lineage. My daughter was so excited to go. I got to say, I wasn't psyched to go, but I went because she was so excited about it. So I'm like, all right, we'll go and we'll talk about it on the show, which is what we're going to do here shortly. First up, though, we got to take care of a little bit of business. As usual, we like to mention we are proud members of the Pantheon Podcast Network, a family of about 100 different shows. There's really something in there for everybody. You can check them out at PantheonPodcast.com or follow at Pantheon Pods. And we have to give a shout out to our extraordinary sponsor, RareVinyl.com. Though they're based in the UK, folks, they ship albums, CDs, posters, two programs, whatever you can find in their inventory of over a quarter of a million items all around the world. So it doesn't matter if you're in Tennessee or Timbuktu, find something that you love at Rare Vinyl, like that import you always wanted, or that rare picture disc, or a first edition printing of your favorite album. Whatever it might be, go there, use the code UGLY, and save yourself 10%. We got a huge surge over the holidays, as one might expect, and we thank everybody for that. But if you're a record collector, and my guess is if you're listening to this show, you are, you owe it to yourself to go to rarevinyl.com, use a code UGLY, and save yourself 10% on something that you love, something that you need in your collection, something that's hard to find or hard to find in pristine condition. They've got it at rarevinyl.com. And I've seen people buy everything from Miles Davis to Taylor Swift using that code UGLY. And we appreciate it because it helps our show, but it'll help your record collection. So please go to rarevinyl.com, use a code UGLY, save yourself 10%. It's a one-time code, but it's on your whole order. So you buy that rare first edition Led Zeppelin 1 album I saw they had the other day. It'll save you a couple hundred quid. Now back to the concert. One of the funnier things you'll hear about during the show is I usually get pretty good seats to shows. If I'm going to go, I will pay up to get something decent so that I can see and hear it well. But I got these tickets for Christmas long after they went on sale. And so we were pretty high up. In fact, so much that I got a little bit of vertigo. I was a little bit nervous sitting in my seat for a little while. That may have affected the sound. But I did hear from some of my buddies who went to the show. And they thought the exact same thing that I did about the quality of the sound from the bands. So it wasn't just where we were. So we're going to tell you the story about Saturday, February 24th, 2024 in downtown Louisville, where at the Yum Center, we saw Toto open for Journey on their 50th anniversary tour right here on The Wolf. Let's, so let's start there. So you were at the Yum Center in beautiful downtown Louisville, Kentucky, where the... The University of Louisville Cardinals, three-time okay. national champion. Yes, that's that's the main... I guess that was the driver of what got that place built. I think it opened... God, it hasn't even been opened that long. And the Beatles opened... Uh, Beatles. The Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles flew in to do the show. One night uh, only. It's going to be that kind of morning, folks. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> the Eagles came in to do it. And I can't remember exactly when it was, but it was like the, it, it was it was like August the 8th of 2008. So it was like 08, 08, 08. It was one of those. So I, th- okay. I think it was around there. I did not go because, you know, 
I didn't like the Eagles at that point. <laughs> but anyway, but no, and yeah, so it's a great place. It's like 23000 for a basketball game. They can really squeeze it in there, but it re- does really go up high. And mm-hmm. I'd never really been up that high until this show. <laughs> <laughs> Worst seats I've had since I was 15 years old. Oh. <laughs> so I got to tell you the whole story. Okay. So I hear on the radio that Journey and Toto are coming to town, and I've indoctrinated my daughter into Toto. She likes them, and you can't escape Journey. It's like Journey kind of never went away, and they're in movies, and they're in commercials. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're in musicals. They sing in school and stuff. So like the kids are pretty well aware of Journey and some of their big hits. So uh, I know, okay, well, I'm trying to you know take her to as many shows. I'm not dying to see Journey and Toto. I would like to see Toto. But I don't really know who's left in Toto when, you know, the ad comes on the radio. Mm-hmm. I know they're opening X, so they're not going to have their full set anyway. And I've seen this lineup of Journey, basically. So I'm like, nah, I don't think I, you know, I'll check in the prices. The prices for decent seats were ridiculous. They were so high. I'm like, I can't believe Journey can still pull this kind of money, man. It's unbelievable oh. to me. So I'm like, nah, I'm I'm not going to go see that show. You know, I'll take it to something else. Christmas rolls around, and in my stocking, I get... Three tickets to see <laughs> Journey with Toto. But really, it was to see Toto. I mean, mm-hmm. we're glad to see Journey also. The Wolf Cub's not going to be able to stay up through the whole Journey show. But we can get there in time to see Toto. They'll certainly play Africa, which she loves. And I do too. And then, uh, yeah, and then fine. And then we'll watch as much Journey as we can. But my wife said the same thing I did about the seats. She's like, oh, God, those good seats are too expensive. Why don't I get... Three seats that are up so high. It'll we're be actually just as good. We're, yeah. we're closer to the ceiling than we are to the floor. <laughs> so that was uh, that was the night, yes. But it was interesting, and it was still fun. I mean, that's why we do this rock and roll stuff is for fun, right? And Correct. Maybe and you I, should know what to expect in a Journey show, but it's still fun. Well, and the thing is, too, it's like... Uh... You know, it's like going to Disney World as a child, as an adult. You're not really going there. You're going there to see it through the eyes of the child that you're with. You know, you're you're a kid. So, I mean, were you that excited to see Journey? Probably not. But to have her, because I mean, when I talked to her the other, what was that, last weekend, she was excited to go. She was rearing. So there's an energy there that would get you, maybe if you weren't so excited, it would get you more excited. And yeah, oh, you think they'll play Africa? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll play Africa. They're going to play Africa, yes. You know what? I, I talked to the band, and they said, yeah, they're going to go ahead and do that for you. Aren't they great? Aren't, <laughs> isn't Daddy so well-connected? If you're so well-connected, why is my head hitting the ceiling of this place? <laughs> oh, exactly. So now, all right. So, yeah, so we we, just, we all decided to go, the three of us. She-Wolf, Wolf-Cub, and me, mm-hmm. all together. And I can't say that we were really, I mean, I think the Wolf-Cub was looking forward to it. But I, I can't say that I really was. And She-Wolf night up was like, uh, do we really have to do this? And I'm like, I've been there before, you know, and I get it. But yes, we have to do this. You know, it wasn't really a present for me. I was the one right. who didn't buy the tickets. <laughs> so, yeah, let's uh, but let's go because she's all excited and we've already paid for them. It's not like they were free or. Right. Uh, we still need to press a button to pay. Like we uh-huh. spent the money. So I'm like, all right, let's go then. Let's just not eat the money. Let's, we got the tickets. Let's go. So we go down there. She had this like satchel she got from my dad, but he was going to throw away. She's like, no, I like that. It's like, it's basically what Alan wore in the hangover. It's a, <laughs> it's a piss. Okay. <laughs> and sometimes she takes it hiking with us. I'm like, yeah, whatever, honey. And then she's like, I'm like, you don't have anything in there. We're walking towards the venue after we park. Oh no. 
You have anything there? Well, I have rope. Like, so you have four feet of rope. I don't know if they're going to let you bring four feet of rope into the concert, honey. Yeah. What else have you got in there? Well, just my flashlight and my pocket knife. And I'm like, oh my God, they're going to think you're coming to kidnap somebody. <laughs> Give me that. And I have to run it back to the car. And like, good Lord. <sighs> run back to them. We're going to miss Toto. Come on. So, yes, that was, that's how we started out there. Uh huh. Well, it's a good thing. It's a good thing you thought to ask. Yeah. That would have been a very uh, interesting conversation with the security. Per- you know what? Just keep the whole thing. That's fine. Goodness. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, they're going to take it. They're going to take the whole right. thing. You know, I'm like, I got to take this back. So, anyway, then we do go through security. You do have to walk through metal detectors and stuff. So, but, you know, we get up through and we get up to our seats. And yes, we are in 323. So the upper deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we're also in row three and starting like row four, you're up, you know, it's like uh, the concourse, you step up and that's row four, but you can step down to one, two, and three. So it's kind of like they hang over, you know, oh, the, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. the thing. So you're more over and you can see. Yeah. But if you got a little vertigo, you do not want to be in those damn seats. I'm telling oh, you boy. the truth. Oh boy. So yeah. So we get in there and yeah, you were looking straight down and I'm like, <laughs> I have never had these seats in my whole life. I've always made up. For decent seats. And then if I was upper deck, it wasn't so scary like this, you know? Uh So like, this is nuts. But we get there when we're walking in, they're playing goodbye girl. Toto is and our girl goodbye. And, and I like that song. So I'm like, I'm digging like, ah, cool. All right, cool. All right. I'm I'm digging this. All right. Let's get in the seats, girls. We had went the wrong row. We had to jump over and get to the next one. Got settled in and I'm looking at him. There's Lukather. He is not dying his hair anymore. So he's got this big white hair. (laughs) And I'm looking around and I don't know that I know anybody else. The keyboard player looked familiar, but it wasn't David Pace. So I'm like, I I don't know exactly who all is in the band anymore. Mm -hmm. So, but they do eventually uh, introduce the band. So catch the tail end of Girl Goodbye and then they go in to hold the line. And of course the wolf cub knows hold the line. So she's excited. She starts singing along. That's an old, that's an old song. Their first album came out in what, like 70, 78, I think. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wow. That's over 45 years old. <laughs> uh, but then Luke comes up to the front. He's kind of center stage. Joseph Williams is singing lead, mm-hmm. but obviously Steve Lukather is the leader of Toto and the only original person left. Right. David Pace is still in the band for all recording. He has just stopped touring. Oh, okay. So they have other people in the band, and I'm, I'll, I'll get to that here in a minute. But so Luke generally goes up and tells the stories about, you know, these songs and stuff like that. And when he went into 99, it's like, there's rumor out there that I don't like this song. So let's dispel that. Let's play it right now. And then they go into 99. So I'm like, all right. They're still out there. They're not just like, here's another one that you'll love. You know, it's like, no, they're... they're <laughs> You know, they're engaging with what's going on in the world and stuff like that. And, you know, he, he said something funny like, hey, this one's for because um, they're doing when they do I'll be over you. It's like, OK, this one, you grab the person next to you and tell them that you love them. And if you don't know them, hey, grab them anyway. No, no, wait, don't do that because yeah. they'll put me in jail. Right. <laughs> so there he is, knows how to work the crowd. I was going to say there is there is something about it. Some nice crowd work, you know, get people. You're right. You're not just going through the motions. Okay, here's another song. Here's another song. Okay, good night. That's right. No, they're pros. And look, here's the thing. I think that sometimes uh, when there's enough time between nights, 
that they they will go out and do uh, theater headline shows. Oh, okay. Yeah, like you know, to twenty five, three thousand people venues. Mm-hmm. You know, when uh, you know the the whole journey thing, there's enough space in between gigs. They might sneak in a gig of their own. You know, at some point. So they're they're doing a couple of different sets, obviously. But uh, this is the one they do most of the time. I mean, I'm sure opening for Journey is a sweet payday. Well, yeah, correct. Yeah, you don't have to go out and hustle tickets or anything. You just show up, play your songs, and go and get paid. Right. But so they go into I'll Be Over You, uh, and then and that's you know. With the, they had the flashlights. Well, you know, the lights on your cameras used to be mm-hmm. the lighters. Well, if you'd have let her bring the flashlight, you'd have been all set. <laughs> well, you let her borrow the phone. And it was a cool effect to see, to be up high and see uh-huh. them not only under you, but around you. And I'm like, that's that's kind of cool. All right. Okay, well, so like how that. was the, so being being in that scene, how was the sound? Was it good? I mean, this is like a professional place. Right. You know, yeah, it's new. It's state of the art. Mm. Everybody comes and plays there. I've heard some people sound amazing there uh, over the years from, I don't know, you name it, Rush, Roger Waters, Chardet, Elton John, all sorts of people, Fleetwood Mac. I mean, there's, yeah. you know, we I've seen a bunch of shows there. They've all been like, wow, they sounded really great tonight. But I've always had good seats. <laughs> You know, I've always been on the floor or lower level or whatever. And here I am way up high. I thought the Toto out actually sounded pretty good. And that's why I wanted to give them a compliment. Like they've had a lot of people in and out of Toto over the years. You go to their Wikipedia page and like, you know, you know how they have the bars that have like the graphic of like who was the band for which albums and all that kind of stuff. It's really helpful when you're doing research. I like the way they do that. So there's the Toto band, which was already huge. And then the, below it, they had the Toto touring band. And you couldn't even fit it all on one screen scroll. You know, it was like, God, so many people have been in this band over the years. Well, then, especially if you get people that come in and out, like he was here for a while and he was out then he was back then he was in again. And yeah, it's, yeah, it gets confusing in a hurry. Yeah. And they're all friends and they've all known each other for so long. They're all pros who've been working the scene whether it's in the studio or on the road or both, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've all been gigging out. But he went into the band introductions and Greg Fillingaines was on the main keyboard out front. And he's, you know, played with everybody and, you know, done so many things over the years. And they worked together, I guess, a little bit on Thriller because they did a little bit of Beat It. Okay. Yeah, he did the riff and they played together. And then they did Billy Jean together a little bit there. And then there was a keyboard player behind him who was kind of a younger guy not only did steve lukather say that you know they're glad to be touring with journey because his daughter married john kane's son i think is right oh. no it was, it's his son no it was his son married john kane's daughter okay um so like their family anyway but then also this kid who's in the band right now anyway he plays with his son in a band steve's i mean uh steve's son in a band called the effect okay and they had this guy, Warren Ham, who did, you would call him a utility infielder because he's back there playing bongos. He'd play a little sax on some of the songs, but he also came out and sang lead on a few songs, or at least part lead. And that was a cool part about the band, too, was it wasn't just Joe Williams singing. It was, you know, Steve sings some parts in I'll Be Over You, and mm-hmm. they let some of the other guys sing. They let Wes Ham sing a little bit. So yeah, they, they kind of let Greg sing some parts that they all kind of took turns singing. Like you have to sing backup. If you're going to be in Toto, you have to have a good voice as well as be pretty darn good at your instrument. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, anyway, it was great to see this talent out there. Of course, when they did Joseph Williams, 
It said, you know, he did this song you might not know. And then he go, they go into Hakuna Matata mm-hmm. from the Disney movie, you know, from, I guess that's the Lion King. Correct. Well, you know, I don't know these things. I didn't, I didn't grow up with them. You know, they came in a time in my life like, that's kid stuff. So I was, I was telling my wife we were going to do this review and she's looking, she's like, do you know that the guy that's in Toto was, is the, he sung Hakuna Matata and he's the son of John Williams. I said, well, that's not the original guy, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he spent a lot of time in Toto. He's mm-hmm. not Bobby Kimball. He didn't Correct. sing on all those original albums, but since then, since the late mid to late eighties, he's been mostly the guy Bobby did come back. And if you got, if you want to see a really good Toto show, there's a DVD. I think there's a record too, but there's DVD Toto 35 with Bobby Kimball is back at the band. Pace okay. is still with them. Obviously, Luke is there. They have some of the Percaro brothers, at least one. Not Jeff, obviously, but a couple of the Percaro. There's a couple yeah. more Percaros, Mike. Yeah. And, you know, it's I like can't they remember. kept they kept multiplying. I think, yeah, yeah. There was Steve a bunch of them. You know, know. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're right, but yeah. So uh, at least one of them, if not two of them, are there. Pace is there. Uh, Nathan East was on the bass. So I mean, All it right. was it was a pretty okay. good. It was a pretty good lineup. Yeah. And then, you know, and they got the guy Shannon Forrest on the drums, but it was, you know what? It was good. And, you know, they closed with Rosanna and then obviously Africa. Mm-hmm. My kid went nuts. Was she a little nervous there? Cause I mean, they did play at the end. I mean, you, you're always thinking that the next song is going to be the one that you want to hear. And then it's not. And then the next one. And so are they going to do this? She's she's a seasoned enough concert uh, okay. at this point okay. to know. What she I under, told she her. understands where the money is. They're going to play Africa. <laughs> they have to play Africa. <laughs> if they only play one song, it's going to be Africa. <laughs> so she dug that. She thought that was pretty great. And I just kind of realized that when I bought that cassette, Toto 4, I was nine years old. And she is nine years old. Huh. Okay. Going to this show. So that's how you keep the rock and roll alive for the next generation, folks. Yeah, but did you make sure that she understood that, though? When I was nine, all I got was this lousy cassette. You got to go to the actual show. Yes. Well, what is actual, we're about to discuss here, okay? Because Journey is about to come on. Mm -hmm. And she made a big call. Very early on in the show. Uh-huh. Uh, and so they, they go off Africa. They've got 30 minutes to switch it out. The roadies come in and they are on it. This is a machine, man. They know mm-hmm. exactly what to do. Move those big risers out. Move the other risers in. It was kind of something to behold because the girls had to run off to go to the bathroom or whatever. But I'm like, all right, I'm here. Let's, you know, I'm finally above the stage. <laughs> I can really see what's going on here. Let's, you know, let's watch. So they were total pros. So I'm like, you figure... Journey makes a ton of money. They've got to have a good crew. Mm-hmm. That doesn't surprise me. But 30 minutes is good turnaround time. Especially for that. It's easy when it's like three guys, you know, a bass, a guitar, and drums. But if you've got, what'd you say, like four, three or four keyboard guys, you've got the drums, you've got everything. And I mean, Tono's got a pretty big, I would imagine, stage presence. They're not just playing up on the first three feet of the stage. Yeah, well, the the first third of the stage, maybe. Mm. Yeah, and the, yeah, they got a couple of of rows, I guess, right? The, there's the up front part, and there's the kind of back part. And 
they do utilize uh, their light system fairly well. It's not mm -hmm. over the top or anything, but when journey comes on, you've got the big screen behind them. Mm -hmm. You've got more visual effects. The lighting is, you know, kind of crazy and stuff like that. So, and, and they come out uh, jamming. Now they came out to me. Neil's guitar was a little too much feedback, a little, Ooh too much of the high end. And then I realized mm -hmm. it's not really meant for me up here, <laughs> you know, so maybe if I was down low, it would be better. I don't know. Hi, this is Oliver Whiteman and you're listening to the ugly American werewolf in London. Hello, Pantheon podcast listeners, Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles plus awareness mode, available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner. And Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. But they start with only the young. Great way to come out and, mm -hmm. and play. The crowd gets up for it as much as they could. These are pretty old, fat <laughs> Midwesterners. But it was packed. And I'm talking even the upper level was pretty well packed. I, That's I mean, cool. I, I, they must have sold 17,000 tickets for this thing. I was impressed, to be honest with you. So uh, anyway, you know, and they're they're going well. And then Neil does his first little solo after only the young. And then they go into stowing in love. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is another good one. Because, you know, look, they've got to mix it up. They've got to mix up the order over the years. I saw them once. It was with Steve Smith and Ross Valerie, but it was about mm. five or so years ago. Okay. And again, I was going for the opening act. I was going to see Asia, but I bought the tickets when John Wetton was still alive. Okay. And I figured he was going to be in. And then mm -hmm. it was, okay, well, Billy's going to fill in for me. And then it was like, okay, John's dead. And I'm like, well, this <laughs> sucks. But now I'm still going to go to the show, just kind of see Asia and say goodbye mm -hmm. in my own way or whatever. And then Journey comes out, and I thought that Arnell did great. Mm -hmm. I was impressed with him. Like, he's good. Neil still got it. Jonathan could really play. So the rhythm section, they've been doing a long time. It's all good. Of course, between now and then, Ross and Steve tried to pull an end around on John. Yes. And uh and Neil <laughs> and apparently Steve Perry too. Steve Perry still has a vote in Journey, like the business side. He's just mm -hmm. not touring or anything like that. He's still like on the board or whatever. Yeah. 
They tried to like own the name for themselves. It was, yeah, it was some weird deal where they try to get themselves installed as like the president and the CEO of some subsidiary of Journey or something. And they, yeah, they were going to end around and then Neil owned the name Journey somehow. Yeah. And then when Neil caught on, he's like, what the, you're fired, you're out of here. (laughs) So they brought back Dean Castronovo. Now, Mm -hmm. Dean Castronovo is awfully good and he's played with a lot of people. They played with bad English in the 80s where he met. Jonathan and Neil. Mm-hmm. He's played with some great people over the years. And when they did the documentary on bringing Arnell to America and then getting him into the band and playing, Dean was in the band during that time. Okay. And he was talking about how Arnell held his voice better, held up better. It's like the only other guy I ever saw who I ever played with who could do that was Paul Rogers, like giving Arnell this huge praise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Dean is a pro. He's a badass drummer. He does dye his hair, I'm pretty sure, because <laughs> it's jet, jet black, and he's mm-hmm. like 59 years old. So I'm like, he's got to have some gray in there, dyeing everything jet black. But it turns out he is a singer, and we'll get to that here in a bit. Yeah, okay. So the, the band is a little bit different. The Todd Jensen is the bass player now, and he's played with so many people over the years. I mean, he played with... David Lee Roth and Ozzy, and he's played with Steve Perry, uh, solo stuff. He's uh, he's played with Alice Cooper, Paul Rogers again. So he was, you know, obviously very good. So they've they've kind of put the band back together. It's still Jonathan Kane, who's looking very old to me. <laughs> and I just noticed it's his seventy fourth birthday tomorrow. Hmm. So he's getting up there, man. He's pretty old at this point. And I think he's wearing a rug because it just looks like it sits flat over his head just to cover <laughs> up his baldness. I don't I don't know what that was all about. But um, anyway, and then there's a there's another guy who they have back for. I don't know if you call it just kind of backup keyboards and backup vocals. But his name is Jason Derlatka. Okay. All right. Just he's been in the band for a while now. Kind of a he's a he's kind of a backup guy. Right? He's got extra keyboards to put in the songs. He can do backing vocals, but he can le- sing lead, too, as we will find out. Anyway, I'm done assessing all that. OK, now I know exactly who's in the band. Got it. They start in a stone in love and Wolf Cub grabs me, turns me around and says, that's not the singer of Journey. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, he is now. And she and then I turn back around. And she, she grabs me towards me. We're like, he's a replacement. I know, honey. Well, where's the other guy? Like, he's retired. It's a long story. <laughs> he doesn't tour anymore. She's like, mm, and she was a little miffed. She's a little pissed off. She wasn't going to get to wow. see Steve Perry. Well, that's oh. probably a conversation you should have had before you got there, huh? Now, listen, honey. I know the uh, you know, but I mean, okay. So, how about this? How about you just close your eyes and maybe you won't be able to tell the difference. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, especially in some of those parts that he does, mm-hmm. he does such a good job. But we've also been watching that thing about the greatest night in pop. Mm-hmm. We watched it together a couple of times. Okay. And Steve Perry, you know, has a solo on there and he does. She recognizes his voice from Journey. She's like, is that the guy from Journey? I'm like, it is, honey. That's right. So I was like proud of her for knowing that. So it didn't occur to me that she's going to think he's going to be there 40 years later, which, you know, he probably should be. But I'll give you this. Arnell is not just a guy who comes in and sings like Steve Perry. He is a front man. He does run around all around the mm-hmm. stage and get the crowd pumped up and sing to everybody, you know, and he plays that role and he dances around the stage and stuff like that. He is 
entertaining yeah. people, right? And, and, and what I love too is that you I mean, yeah, you love to you love to have Steve Perry still in the band, but his but Arnell's story is so over the top. I mean, he was basically in living in the Philippines. Yeah. And he, they found him, somebody found the, the YouTube video of him singing at the Hard Rock in Manila and sent it to Neil Schoen. And then they grabbed him and overnight his life changed forever. That's right. It's kind of a cool story when you think about, you know, yeah, Steve's not in the band anymore, but you gave this dude a chance to be a star. And he grabbed it with both hands and, and is, I think, eternally grateful. Yeah. And so are Jonathan Cain and Neil <laughs> Schoen, man. <laughs> I mean, the venues they've played since he's come back in the band, the, the tours that they've done, mm -hmm. it's unbelievable, man. Journey yeah. is as big as they ever were. Really. I mean, honestly, and they play all the time and they're, they're in their, Neil even joked about it. He's like, it's our fifth, we're celebrating our 50th year. It's our 51st year, but it sounds better. I'm like, no, it <laughs> sells better, Neil. Okay. We, <laughs> we know the name of the game. You know, we, you're going to do a tour early this year. You're going to do another one it's later the in the year. First. <laughs> You know, anniversary. Mm. Speaking of 50, the t shirts were 50 bucks. And I wow. said, Wow, does Michaela need a new car that badly every other month? <laughs> Can we just make it $40? It's a journey t shirt for crying out loud. Because my daughter wanted one. I'm like, Okay, I'll get you one, honey. I'll, I'll splurge. $50? No effing way. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. <laughs> nope. No, I'll get you like a Target Journey shirt for like twenty dollars. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. plus, I mean, if you get it from Target, then it's like you could get the uh, the Escape or the Frontiers model too, which is kind of cool. What? Why do you know so much about the Target model Journey shirts? <laughs> Let's. That's a different show. Okay. okay. Don't right, worry fine. about that. All right, but they do Stone in Love, despite the fact that it's not Steve Perry singing. <laughs> And it's good. And Neil's guitar starts to sound better now during Stone in mm. Love. There was something kind of off about it. I do think it started to sound better at that point. But when they go into Don't Stop Believing, that got the crowd jumping. That got the the fat jiggling out there. <laughs> at the Yum Center. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and, and Wolf Cub loves this one. So I'm like, great, we're on our way. Mm -hmm. And they Neil comes out and kind of introduces this is a song about our town. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be lights. Mm -hmm. And then that's when the cell phone lights really came out. And yeah, that was cool to see it. But he I gotta give him credit. I mean, he really you gotta belt that song out. You can't sing that song off your back yeah. foot, as they say. You know, you gotta you gotta stretch out and sing that. And he's walking around the stage doing that, I'm like, you know, good for him. I mean, you know, it, it's not what I grew up with. It's not Steve mm -hmm. Perry, but it's but like, it's better than it's better than not having it at all. Yeah, you know, and I get to take my daughter to a journey concert mm -hmm. uh, with the stage and the lights and the you know everything else, and it's uh, it was pretty cool. So uh, I like I give him credit for that. He's a little cheese. He's like, "This is for all the girls from Kentucky." He goes, "Send her my love." <laughs> then my my daughter, who is nine, starts to get a little tired. Okay, not as tired as my wife. She's like, <laughs> "Oh, we need to get her home early." Like you're the one who wants to go get in bed, not 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 the cub. But anyway, but they do lights. They do send her my love. They do who's mm -hmm. crying now. Those are kind of slower songs for the most part. 
Yeah. And then they go into Escape, which is a fast-paced song. And you know, I got to I got to tell you I kind of forgot the song Escape because there's so many hits on the album. Right, yeah. And and this is the album they did the most stuff from. I mean, six songs off of Escape, including the title track, but I, that kind of got me going again. I'm like, "Okay, this is cool." Because they left off big hits that I love, but I mean, you can't just play the the greatest hits, like the 16 from the first album yeah. and a few more from the second. You have to, especially <laughs> since they tour so much like every year, you have to rotate songs and work stuff right. in. And it is nice that you hear something that's not off the greatest hits CD. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, And it's not off the most recent album that nobody wants to hear her anyway, right? You know? And I don't know when Freedom was. I mean, it was probably in the last five years or so. But it, look, Journey's a commercial band from the 80s and the 70s, but that's what they are to me. And they did stuff latter day. Like, I'm not that big of a fan. I don't know what it is. Different yeah. members on there, whatever. I'm just like, just give me the 80s hits and I'm I'm good to go. But also from Escape, they do Mother Father. And they let Dean Castronovo... Mm-hmm. sing lead behind the drums okay so he's playing drums and singing lead yep okay now it's not an insane drum song but you know he he had to play the drums yeah and he sang and he sang up high his voice didn't come through that well i wonder what it was like in another part of the venue okay it was just a bunch of high notes to me maybe i should have put in my earplugs that i gave to the other two but anyway so i was impressed that he could do that i wasn't aware that he was such a lead singer uh, or had that singing ability yeah i wasn't either i saw a video of him doing it wasn't mother father but it was another song and i don't remember what it was but he's singing and playing the drums and saying to myself like that's a he's got like a lead voice like he could really be out in front Uh, i guess he's just more comfortable playing the drums but his voice is pretty spectacular so that's another reason you keep him around you know i mean i I noticed the he had the headphone mic Mm -hmm. on the whole time and he's singing along like i said you got to be able to sing backup if you're going to be in journey right same with toto to give that big sound that's just kind of the way it is so yeah but i mean you and i always talk about how cool it is to see other than just the lead singer sing Mm -hmm. in bands and here's a couple where you get you know a mix of folks singing lead well, and it's, it's interesting, too, that they do that now because I know once Greg Raleigh left the band, that was Perry's, one of his complaints is that he sung all the lead parts. And Everything, yeah. They're, they're not easy to do. Well, that's right. <laughs> that's for sure. That's why there's a guy like 35 years younger than him doing it Correct. now. Yeah. They did, the next song was Let It Rain, which is off Freedom, and I didn't really know the song, and neither did the other girls like i can tell they're starting to get a little antsy starting to fade yeah yeah but then they get into love and touch and squeezing mm-hmm. that's a big hit obviously more lighters again um and then they go into jonathan kane's piano solo and he does look old to me mm-hmm. but he can definitely still play and you okay. know he it was the same thing when i saw him five years ago he really does get down and, and play something to play something classical too and he'll play mm-hmm. those fingers really do move and move well but then they go into open arms. Oh boy, lighters again. Yeah, big big song for everybody. Mm-hmm. 
but it's also kind of a yeah. we're, we're tired song. Yeah. But they did faithfully. Oh boy, yeah. You know, it's like just keep the lighter side. I don't even put them away. You know. <laughs> and then they did "Girl Can't Help It," but that guy Jason Derlaka was on the vocals in the in the back. So like up okay. front, it was Neil. If we're if we're looking at the stage, mm-hmm. Neil's front stage right, Arnell's center stage, and Jonathan Cain has his keyboard set up front left, and then he and also the bass player would come up and sing. Some t- at the beginning of the show. John Kane was strumming the guitar mm-hmm. for the first couple songs. Then he went back and sat down. And then in the back, you had Dean Castronovo in the back there. And then next to him, to the right, was this Jason uh, uh, Derlake uh, character. But yeah, they let him sing that one. And then, you know, Arnell's off stage when the other guys are, are singing lead, you know, so he's catching his breath, you know, yeah. having some honey water, whatever yeah. it takes, you know. <laughs> And then Neil goes into his guitar solo, and then that was our our family was spent. Okay, had to get them out of there. But they finished strong. We I didn't see this. It was wheel in the sky, separate ways. Be good to yourself, and then any way you want it. Mm-hmm. So I mean, look, I mean the last the last songs they did was love and touch and squeeze and Kane solo, open arms, faithfully, girl can't help it, guitar. We on the sky separate ways. Be good to yourself any way you want it. They are still, they know how to put the set list together. They know mm. how to take it and build it. So I wasn't dying to see them. I've seen them before, basically with this lineup, different rhythm section, but basically the same thing. Wasn't dying to see them, but my daughter was psyched to be able to see them, even though Steve Perry wasn't in the band. But really it was for Toto, I think was what it was really all about. Last right. night was going to see Africa, which was my favorite song for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> which is bizarre when you're like nine or 10 years old, like you get a new favorite song every month or so. Yeah. Especially back then. But you no, know, uh, I, you know, I just had a real connection to that song for a long time. I've passed it along. And now, uh, you know, the next generation has mm-hmm. their rock and roll. Thanks to me, basically. <laughs> and she didn't figure out that, uh, that wasn't the original person. What Steve Perry. I mean, uh, in Toto, not singing the uh, the lead. Bobby Kimball was not singing. No, the lead. I don't think. Uh, I okay. think it was close enough. Okay, for her. perfect. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, Joe Williams does a pretty good job, and but she was more excited when I told her, "Look, his dad, his dad is John Williams, who <laughs> made all the great music to Indiana say, Jones." And think of any movie from that time with an epic score, John Williams, and he did it at Abbey Road, where we used to live. Well, that's um, cool. So, so even though even though you didn't want to go originally, you decided you'd you'd pass on the tickets. You got them, or you would think about it later. You got them; they were in the back row. Good experience overall, yeah. And I okay. could have stayed to the end. I mean, here's uh-huh. the thing: once you're there, why not just that's, stay? You well, know, that, that's my thing. Is you know, I'm here. I already paid the money. I might as well get my my Money's value for it. So yeah, yeah. let's go. Exactly, you know, uh, and and yeah, it was the she wolf who wanted to go. Look, she's tired. We got to go. She's daddy. I'm not tired. I know, honey. It's, yeah, <laughs> uh, I know but it's a late night. Is. Yes, yeah. exactly. You know, uh, but we we zoomed on home, and I promised her I would play her what we didn't see. You know, for lunch this afternoon. So cool. So yeah. So look, folks. I mean, I'm not here to really badmouth Journey and Toto. A lot of people have branded them as the big AOR corporate rock of the '80s. Mm-hmm. 
but it worked if you look at how much they're getting for tickets and how packed that place was. Now, the way I would cut down on tickets next time is I would only buy two. I would leave the She-Wolf at home. <laughs> and stay till the end. Yes, and we would get better seats mm-hmm. and we could stay till when we want to. So look, I mean, if you're from that era and you're just going to revisit some memories and you've got the dough, there's nothing wrong with going. I don't think they're moving the needle. I don't think their new stuff is turning anybody on for either of these bands. Mm. Hell, they've got people retiring from the road, for crying out loud. <laughs> they have people in and out. There have been so many people in these bands now. But they're pretty but, steady pretty steady, and put on good shows. Okay, that's what I was going to say. So you're right. There's not going to be anything new. There's not going to be anything all that crazy. But for the money that you spent to watch this, did you get what you what you were expecting? I think the answer is yes from looking yes. at but the the way that you said it sounded and looking at the set list, like I mean, yeah, you could sit there and nitpick it. Oh, I wish they played this instead of that. But for overall, I mean, especially the journey one is pretty solid, especially at the end. And uh, I mean, the, the total only played nine songs, which is kind of disappointing. But they're the opening act, so yeah, that's what they have to do. Yeah, and they play their biggest hits. So I yeah, mean, it, it was exactly what I was expecting. You know, it was okay. a Christmas present. Mm-hmm. But it was, you know, but then, you know, at the end, my wife was like, hey, did you, did you think their sound was a little bit off tonight? I'm like, I, I did notice that. Yeah, a little bit, especially at the beginning of their set. It's like, did it have something to do with what we were sitting? I'm like, well, <laughs> it it might have, because I've never had those bad of seats in my life. <laughs> so it's a possibility. It's like, well, Merry Christmas. You know? I'm like, yeah, well. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And, but I, I didn't want to compound the situation by getting a $50 shirt for my daughter that she would outgrow this summer. So right. I, I'm like, nope, nope, no, nope, come on. Let's just go. Let's get home, cut our losses, take our $20 parking for two hours, whatever it was. <laughs> so there was no post-game anything. It was home, bed, we'll see well, tomorrow. Well, you know, I, I stayed up to do a little research to get ready for this morning and just mm-hmm. make sure I knew the names, which worked out so well. And, <laughs> you know, and I had a smoke and I was just kind of thinking about because my ears were ringing. I was the one who didn't wear earplugs. I'm like, I'm way mm-hmm. up here. I don't need them. I probably should have had them in at least one ear. <laughs> but as part of the buzz of going to a show, I guess I was like, yeah, it's not the greatest thing in the whole world, but it is rock and roll. They are songs that my nine-year-old knows. I mean, I'm not going for me at this point. I'm going for Mm. her. She would have liked the last four a lot. (laughs) (laughs) She would have liked to see those a lot. She knows Wheel in the Sky. She knows any way you want it. Yeah. But for us, I mean, like so so many of those songs were in movies, right? Like any way you want it was in Caddyshack and... I was going to say, every time every time that comes on, I just see, uh, what's his name? Put the bag down. So what? So let's dance. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know. and what do you got in here, rocks? Are you kidding? When I was your age, I would lug 50 pounds of ice up five, six flights of stairs. So what? So what? So let's dance. The man's a menace. All night, all night. Cut that off! Be good to yourself. Was at the end of what was it? Whitewater Summer. That's so many movies. Vision Quest. 
uh, yeah. you know, had journey. I mean, they were in so many pictures that were big in our lives. It's just kind of like, it's, it's cheesy to say it's the soundtrack of your life, but they're all over the radio. You saw them on MTV, you heard them in movies. So when their music comes on, it just kind of takes you back to a time. If you're like around our age, right? For my daughter, it's different. She's learning these songs new instead of Taylor Swift, or I don't, yeah. I don't even know if any of her friends know anything but Taylor Swift. It's so bizarre. I Probably figure at not. age nine or ten, you're starting to get into music. It's like Taylor Swift or nothing. It's <laughs> all I know. It's it's kind of weird to me, but. Anyway, we grew up in a much better time. The 80s was such a creative time for music, for pop rock music. Mm-hmm. I mean, think of, because MTV and the new wave stuff that came in, plus bands like Journey, big bands who have that big sound, bands like Asia who had that AOR thing that people mm-hmm. like, the REO Speedwagons of the world. You didn't have to like it. You just had to tolerate it because it was just ubiquitous it was everywhere well and the, and the thing was too they started to put them into other things to to co-mingle yeah so that so they were in movies they were in tv shows so the two things would would go together and they would kind of feed off of each other like you wanted to watch the tv show because the movie was there i mean i'm sorry the song was there and then mm-hmm. you know you watched mtv and if you the they had parts of the movie in the video so yeah it was all around yep but i i you know what i'd like to see toto like with the, the full set cup, a full set like yeah if they at, come at to the a theater, theater i would totally yeah. see that well i was gonna say that was the other nice part too about this show is you didn't have to go that far it wasn't a two-hour drive to the wherever i mean it was 10 minutes down the road so that helps especially on the way back Well, that was my take on Toto and Journey Live at the KFC Yum Center in Louisville, Kentucky on February 24th, 2024. And for those huge Journey fans who were hoping I would just create a love letter to your favorite band, I'm sorry, it just wasn't that experience for me. They weren't horrible, but their sound was off, and that's probably more the engineer than it was their fault. I think they did a good job presenting the music. I think Arnell did a great job keeping the crowd into it. I think the other guys, Dean and Alan, he did, they both did great jobs singing Journey songs, but they are obviously past their prime. It's great that they can go out and get the crowds that they can get and make the money that they can. I'm not begrudging them that. I'm happy for them. But they weren't phenomenal. And I don't know if anyone's going there expecting this is going to be the greatest night of my life. It's been a long time since they put out their biggest albums. We did the 40th anniversary of Frontiers last year. So it's been a while. And they need Arnell to fill Steve Perry's shoes. And I think he's doing a hell of a job. My hat's off to him. Toto, however, I thought they were great. Even though we're really just down to Luke as the only kind of longtime member of the band. Yeah, sure, Joe Williams is still there too, but he's not Bobby Kimball. So as far as who was on the first album, who was on the big albums, who's still around, that's Steve Lukather. But he's assembled a band that's really, really good live. And if I have the opportunity, I will definitely go see them do a headline show at some point in the future. Not bagging on Journey. Love Journey's greatest hits. Love the fact that they can still do it. But they're not really moving the needle It's not like they were one of those bands that you get into and you can really find all the nuances in their music. It's all very, very commercial, very AOR. They made a lot of money on it. God bless them for it. It's just not the kind of stuff that I'm into now. It's not who I really want to go see. I really went, as you heard on the show, to take my daughter. I want her to experience as many of these great bands as she can while they're still alive and while I'm still alive. 
And for that, I'm thankful and glad that I got to go to the show. So we want to know, did we get something right? Did we get something wrong? Did we miss the point? Did we leave out your favorite part? Email us and let us know. It's UglyAmericanWerewolf at gmail.com. You can let us know the albums, the concerts, the DVDs, the books, the bands, the rock properties you want to hear us talk about here on the show. And if you're thinking about it, guys, hey, go out and give us a five-star review. It doesn't really matter where, although Apple and Spotify are probably the ones that get us the most traction. It just helps us get more listeners like you. It helps us grow the show, and it means a lot to us. Send it to us, and we'll read it on the show. Thanks, as always, to Pantheon Podcast for making us part of the family, and thanks to our sponsor, RareVinyl.com, where if you use the code UGLY, you can save 10% off your entire purchase. Now, we have some exciting stuff coming up, some interviews that I know that you are going to like. So make sure you download and subscribe so you don't miss out on those. And to all you rockers all around the world, be cool and keep doing what you do to keep rock alive. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.